my name's Jim Nassipak. And my name is Jessica Nassipak. And welcome to What, what Are, Are You, you Drinking? Drinking? A podcast that focuses on craft breweries, wineries, and local distilleries. We want to introduce you to the people behind these businesses and the great products that they have. So grab your drink of choice, sit back, and enjoy the discussion. So as you heard, this is our new podcast, What Are You Drinking? I introduced myself. My name is Jim Naspek, and I'm with Jessica Naspek. Hey, Jess, how you doing? Good. How are you? Good. For those of you out there that don't know, Jessica is my daughter. Um, been my daughter for how long now? 23 years. 23 years. So uh, <laughs> um, we both enjoy, it isn't about drinking, but we do enjoy finding new things to um, drink, beer, wine. Jessica's just recently got into uh, cocktails as well. Right? Yeah, learning how to make those. Learning how to make those. So we thought we'd get to go to a lot of great um, breweries, wineries, distilleries. And we thought, hey, we want to share those with you. Um, and I thought, what better um, thing to do than to have my daughter along with me. So, Jessica, what, how are you feeling? Are you excited about this adventure we're going to be on? Yep, it should be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it, it should be. But we're, we're going to start off with one. Um, we are in California, but this brewery, um, and you're going to hear an interview that's going to come up afterwards. So what Jessica and I are going to do is we're going to taste a few of their beers, talk to you about them. And then from there, um, there is going to be an interview, and I'm going to get to interview some people from Bravery Brewing, which is up in Lancaster, uh, California, which is the high desert. Um I don't want to go into a lot of it, but um, it's built around a military theme. They make some great beers. It's something I've gotten to know a little bit. So um, Jessica has been able to try some before. I think I brought some home, haven't I? Or is this the first time? This is, I think, the second or third beer that I've tried from them. Okay. So um, why don't you open up the first one? What are we tasting, Jessica? So this will be the Sour Blonde. So it's a Sour Blonde that they make up there. And... uh, Something that sounds good. So why don't you open that up? Oh, there we go. That that sounds good. So we're going to pour a little bit into our tasting glasses here. Um, just to mm-hmm. let you know. Um, oh, there you go. Well done. Ah! Oh, just a little bit. That's all right. That's the beauty of uh, our first one. We're going to get to know. Let's see how we do this. So uh, Learning as we go. Learning as we go. I don't know if you can hear that. There's actually a little fizz to it, which is really good. Has a really good yeasty smell. Wow, that's beautiful. Mmm. Almost, if you could see it, um, it almost looks like champagne. Yeah, it definitely has an effervescence to it, at least in its look. Yeah. So um, let's give it a let's give it a try here. Oh, what are you getting? Like a little honey to it? It's sweet. Yeah. It's definitely sour. (laughs) Well, and and this isn't fair to Jessica. I love, I love sours. Um, She is not the uh, biggest proponent of them, but uh, she's hanging in there with me. That's nice, though. So it's a five, it's 5% ABF for those that's alcohol by volume. And what we're drinking Right now was actually produced um, in April, uh, April 6th. So it's only... Six uh, days old? Yeah, six days old. So 
that is fantastic. So, um, give it another taste. Um, I could have about one of these. Yeah. And, and be done with it. But, I mean, it's great. I'm thinking, what would you have with this? Uh, I think this is more of a snackier beer, wouldn't you say? I definitely would want to eat some pretzels with this. Yeah, like pretzels with like a spicy mustard. Mm-hmm. That'd yeah. be good. Like, are you thinking hard pretzel pretzels? Or are you thinking the soft pretzels? What are you thinking here? Well, you know, I love soft pretzels. So <laughs> I'd probably eat a soft pretzel with some beer cheese. Ooh, that oh, that would that would probably go really well with this. And um, for those out there, you'll get to know as we go through this uh, podcast. Jessica is a baker as well, so. Um, we might have to get her to bake soft pretzels at some point in time <laughs> so we can uh, we can taste it. No, that's I really like that. Um, your mom probably won't. Your mom's not a big sour uh, person. sour person, but I'm surprised that for a sour, I really like it though. Yeah, it's not overly. I'm not puckering a lot, but there's a for lack of a better word, um, there's a sweetness to it, and uh, I think that's really good. So we did try. Um, previous and we're not we don't we already finished it they're Irish red oh that was so good it also was kind of sweeter for yeah. it being a red correct and a little nutty yes real deep red um, look to it what did we eat with that I can't remember we did open it up on national beer day though oh what did we eat yeah did we I thought you made something we do chicken that night. That was Thursday. Thursday. I can't remember, but um, that the uh, McEwen's red, right? I think that's what, I think that's what it was. Um, anyways, that it was absolutely fa- fantastic. Really good. Like you said, it had a little nutty taste to it. We're partial to reds. Um, if you ask my wife, she likes Smittix, which is from Guinness. Um, so you get that Irishness to it. Yeah, Irish I think stuff. she drank most of it. She did. She, <laughs> yeah, your mom did really enjoy that. But that's that's part of our family. We actually, if it's something we like, um, we're going to probably enjoy the um, large amount of it. I think and not in excess or anything <laughs> like that. But she does, uh, she did enjoy that. So let me see here, just real quickly here so I could let you guys know. We actually picked up McMurphy's. I was wrong. It's McMurphy's Irish Red Ale. So it's really good. So um, I can, I'll probably drink the rest of the sour here once we're done and everything. But um, it almost reminds me of wine. Yeah. You mean the look of it? Yeah. Yeah. Real light, pale color. Um, but I like it. So so here's the sour. Put that down. Now, um, what's, what's our next one, Jess? Our next one is called Kobe, and it's a, a Kolsch? Kolsch. Kolsch, yeah. Kolsch? It's a Kolsch. Which is a German beer, correct? Correct. You are correct. So why, why don't you get that? Um, to let you know, um, from uh, just even said, we bought all this beer, so it was not given to us. So just to let you know. Yeah, this there. is not a sponsored thing yeah exactly so um the crowlish uh, so Kolsch, i mean so it's um is actually um a german like jessica said it is a german style beer you having trouble there well i was looking to see if it had any information on it about 
Kolsch's, but no. It just so, has the information about this beer. So it's it's refreshing. It's balanced. There's going to be a... Um, it's only uh, 5% ABV again. Um, so you're going to get a floral spiciness to it. So let's uh, let's try that out. When, what's the date on that, does it, does it say? This one is also from the 6th. So another re- rather fresh... Oh, oh. oh they, it has... <laughs> can you hear that? Oh, you already got oh, but I the, got it. But the, the top on it is fantastic because it keeps the fresh so it's a screw top yeah it's a screw top off the growler but um it keeps it fresh has a little compressor so that's really good here we go this is another i'm holding i'm holding the beer up to the mic like you guys can see it but it's a it's a (laughs) nice light beer it has a really it does have a like it says a gentle fruitiness to it um Floral. Let's see. Mm. Sorry, when I taste beer, I taste it like I'm tasting wine after being in that for so long. You know, the thing about it is, it it does have that floral um, taste, like almost spring, mm-hmm. spring like in um, and how uh, how good it is. I like like that. a blossom. Yeah, you're right. It is. It is like a blossom. It's. Um, it's really good. So we actually, we did this with um, an Asian dish, didn't we? Yeah, we have this ground turkey teriyaki dish in our family mm-hmm. um, where we saute cabbage and carrots um, and eat it with rice sometimes. Um, but it surprisingly went well with it. It No, it did. It was, it was fantastic it, because the lightness of it. Kind of offset um, the um, spiciness uh, of the of the meat uh, of the meat. So, pardon me. Sorry. Beer makes him burpy. Yeah, it does, it does make him <laughs> burpy. So, sorry about that. But um, but it was really good. So, these were the two, or actually three, that we got from them. And I would highly suggest looking on. You can go to braverybrewing.com. To see what they have. The nice thing is um, we get to go up there. I get to go up there anyways and um, uh, pick it up. They're still open. So uh, be able to pick up a growler. Um, they have what are called crowlers. That's what we got the um, sour in. It is a um, can. And you probably see these. A lot of the um, uh, breweries now have that. So it's a, a little smaller. And then we got two crowlers. So they have crowlers and then they have uh uh, 16, I think they're 16 ounce cans or bottles or stuff like that. So those are all good. What, what do you think of uh, Bravery Brewery? Is this a place that, uh, uh, for all those out there, yes, she does have a boyfriend, uh, Christopher. <laughs> so I'm going to embarrass her that way. But Christopher, or Chris, as she likes to call him, um, he's a beer guy. You think Chris would uh, this be a Chris-supported um, brewery that he'd enjoy going to? Oh, definitely. I don't think he would like the Kobe as much as I do, yeah. but I know that he would like the red ale and then he really likes IPAs. We didn't try any because that's mostly just him yep. and my dad yeah. <laughs> and well, Jim that like it. Yeah. Well, and the other thing about it, sometimes I jokingly say that I'm too old for IPAs, you know, I'm too up, but uh, they do have one, their bravery IPA. It's an Indian pale ale, which is pretty good. And then they have West coast and there's a lot of, good beers up there so uh, like we said um, you need to go check them out if you're in this area if not I'm not sure if they ship but it might be um, 
something that you look into. So um, they definitely seem to have something for everybody. Correct. Yes, and that and that's the best thing. When we go out, there are a few breweries that we've been to that um, haven't, and it's kind of hard because um, my my wife, she's awesome. Um, she's more of a wine person, but she'll put up with us when we go have beer. <laughs> um, if they don't, then I feel bad because she she won't like anything, and it's not like you have to drink to have fun. But we all enjoy tasting different things and trying it. And she has a much better palate than I do, but uh, it's always good. So and then it's harder to convince her to let us go to that breweries if she doesn't like any of the beers there. That, that's right. So then you know you kind of have to sneak away. No, I'm joking. I'm, <laughs> I'm not sneak away to drink. But uh, uh, Bravery Brewery, really fantastic beers. Um, now. Uh, we've tasted them. We'll kind of come back here when we're done, but um, why don't you sit back and listen to uh, my interview that I had with Brian Avery from Bravery Brewing. So welcome to What Are You Drinking podcast. My guest today is Brian Avery. Brian is the co-founder and director of brewery operations at Bravery Brewing in Lancaster, California, which is in the Antelope Valley area. Brian is a graduate of UC Riverside in 2009 and has a degree in film studies. And he worked in the film industry, uh, but we come back to Antelope Valley. Is that because that's where you're originally from, is the Antelope Valley? Correct. Yeah, I was born and raised here in Lancaster. Okay. So you come back to a few homebrew small batches of beer. Yep. And then finally decided, hey, let's leave this film um, business because that's not really um, – a confident business to be in, right? Was that the big? <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> and then you, you decided to pursue beer. And so you worked in Fullerton for a while at a microbrewery and yeah. then started writing a business plan and, and kind of went about that to open its own brewery. And uh, Brian's understanding of how community and being local is a major part. He decided with partners to open up Bravery Brewing back in local, Lancaster. So in 2012, under his direction, the brewery was um, open and you've, you're a craft award winner um, of beers. Mm-hmm. You continually to, um, expand in your beers uh, year by year. You're level two, uh, level two, right? Certified Cesarone, which is the beer equivalent of a sommelier, correct? Yep. Yep. All right. Yep. You're, you're on the board of directors of the LA County Brewers Guild, a member of the California Brewers Association for government affairs committee um, and an all around good guy. We've just met here regularly, but I can, I can kind of sense. All right. So welcome, Brian. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah. Thanks James. Happy to be here. Well, good. Hey, let's just kind of get into, so how did you get into home brewing? Uh, first of all, let's start there. Was it a yeah. Um, I had, I had the good fortune of having a uh, high quality homebrew shop just down the street from me when I was going to school in Riverside. Uh, so shout out to more beer, uh, homebrew supplies. Um, and so those guys are super awesome. And I, I kind of just, you know, stumbled, stumbled into there one day and they're so helpful and there's like zero pretentiousness there. So, um, you know, everyone coming in there for the first time probably has a really low base level understanding of beer and it's really important to not scare people away because you can really go off the deep end really quick when you're mm-hmm. talking about the ins and outs of, of brewing. So, um, yeah, I was just intrigued by that. I have always liked cooking and baking and brewing kind of 
uh, fits right into that realm of things. And when I graduated from college, um, my parents asked what I wanted for a graduation present and they got me my first homebrew kit. <laughs> so, uh, what style beer beers or, uh, type of beers were you enjoying that at that point in time that you kind of went in there? Cause I have a friend who's a home brewer and his first thing was he enjoyed a specific type and then decided, Hey, how do you make this? And that's how he got into home brewing. Was that the similar path for you? Yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of funny cause 2009, 2010 isn't that long ago. It's only a decade, but so much in this industry and in consumer preference has changed yeah. um, almost night and day. And so the beers I was making back then were always really subtle and nuanced. And um, I enjoyed trying to incorporate adjunct ingredients where they tucked in neatly into the beer itself, where nowadays, you know, um, if we make a beer, say with coconut, um, I'll get criticized for there not being enough coconut flavor. <laughs> and it's like, like guys, it's, it's a beer first and then coconut second. Um, but yeah, I mean, and then back then too, 10 years ago, most of the uh, current day hop varietals were not available. Um, so it was just a lot of kind of classic, you know, Chinook, Cascade, Centennial, Columbus kind of hops. Um, so yeah, the, the beers I was making 10 years ago, really, I mean, a few of them, some of the multi stuff, uh, but most of the stuff I was making then is not what I'm making now. So, so you've kind of, I don't want to say matured or grown in your, your, I would assume in your taste palette or, or, or what you enjoy now, does that play into it? Yeah, I would say it's, I would say it's one part that a personal shift, but then the other part too, is just having to be. Uh, business-wise, and you obviously have to make a product that people want to buy. Yep. So, um, how? So, going from that standpoint, how did you take that leap from being a home brewer to building this business plan, and then finally opening up uh, Bravery Brewing? Yeah. So the the intermediate step for me um, was the brewery I worked at at Fullerton, which is Bootleggers Brewery. Okay. And they're they're still alive and well, and. Uh, I know they've opened up multiple satellite locations, so it seems like they're doing pretty good. Um, but yeah, so I was working on TV shows and uh, like independent movies and uh, TV shows go on hiatus after the season wraps. Mm -hmm. And so your option at that point is to either, you know, scavenge your uh, connections that you've made and try to hop onto another show or take a small break. And, uh, you know, this was still very early in my film career. So my connections were limited. And so I was like, well, maybe I'll look at other types of employment. And bootleggers was a short bicycle ride down the street from where I was living in Anaheim and, uh, applied there and started interning. And a month later I got hired and, um, <clears throat> that was able, that was able to take what I was doing as a home brewer and then translate it to professional equipment and professional scale. And I was just a sponge. I every single thing I saw, whether it was the best way to do it or the worst way to do it, I was taking everything in. And, uh, at that time I didn't know that I wanted to open my own brewery. I was just very happy working in a brewery. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that kind of segues to another, uh, chapter of the story, but there was nothing out here in the Antelope Valley in Lancaster Palmdale, um, 10 years ago. And so it was really, more of necessity to 
to open up a brewery out here. So, yeah. So now there's what, are there two or three breweries? There are are currently three breweries out here. Okay. Uh, And this is again, um, um, my daughter and I tasted your beers (laughs) earlier and as a part of this, um, we're, uh, uh, with bravery brewery we um bought our beer so this is not a sponsored thing this is not anything and i do have to say i think you make uh, some of the best beers in that line i mean there's only three but i when i'm up there and i come and stay i'm i'm normally at at there and i got to meet uh cara i guess she was the one um pouring uh the beer when i picked it up but i think you make excellent beers up there so uh, well thank you so much kudos kudos to that so um as far as then coming to the Antelope Valley and beginning to um, design and build your brewery. Um, do you have a model of the type of brewery you wanted to create? Was there anything that you saw? Was there stuff from bootleggers you took or were there other things or did this just kind of all flow out of um, your imagination? Especially I would assume being a film guy, you get yeah. to be around a lot of creativity. So did some of it come out of that as well? Yeah. Um, so the bootleggers model is kind of just brew whatever you like to drink where, uh, you know, down the street from bootleggers, you have the brewery, which mm-hmm. especially 10 years ago was much more Belgian inspired ales. Correct. And they were just beginning to flirt with, you know, what would become their big 16% Imperial stout laden with all the pantry goods. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of liked the sandbox idea that bootleggers had where it's like, don't, don't paint yourself, don't paint yourself to a corner. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, someone that loves making beer and loves drinking beer, it's really rare to find someone that only likes a very narrow range of styles. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, yeah, if a beer is made well, I will enjoy it. And so, um, yeah, just knew that like, look, let's not, let's not, paint ourselves into a corner with a specific style set. Let's, let's keep, let's keep things open. And also we have no idea what our consumer base wants out here mm-hmm. because we still don't really have beer bars in the Antelope Valley. Um, so the closest thing now that we have are, you know, the yard houses and BJ's, yeah. but that doesn't really give you any kind of sense of like, what do people want? Because it's a very corporate structured beer list. Um, so that was kind of, that was kind of scary, but I guess also at the same time kind of just allowed me to just be like, Oh, let's just go into this with really no reservation and just make what I want to make. And that'll be our, uh, that'll be our metric. So what inspired you to go with bravery brewing as, as a name, as uh, for those that haven't been up there and I highly recommend, um, that you, uh, if you're up in the Antelope Valley, um, I live in Glendora. It's just a mere 90 miles, and I find it worth the, the trip up there to go drink the beer. Um, also, in the midst of COVID, I think we need to loosen some of our um, some of our liquor laws because I think uh, it should be easy for you guys to uh, ship you know uh, ship stuff instead of you know people yeah. just coming. But that's just that's just my thought. <laughs> those are those are my opinions only. But there is a connection to the military. Was that intentional or was that connecting with some of your partners or how did that come around to forming what is Bravery Brewery? Brewing? Yeah. So it's kind of a double entendre a little bit. Um, so my name is Brian Avery and on one of the film sets I was working on, you know, everyone has a walkie talkie with 
a piece of tape with your name on it. And uh, when you're working on a crew of say 90 people, uh, there's going to be three or four Brian's on that crew. Mm-hmm. And um, I was lowest on the totem pole. So, so one of these grips came over and grabbed my walkie and ripped the tape in half and spliced the BR into the A-V-E-R-Y. Oh. And yeah, and he's like, your, your walkie handle is bravery now. And uh, I was like, oh, that's, that's simple. And um, everyone was happy to oblige. And uh, so I spent, you know, three years of my life under the moniker bravery. And when we were forming the, the partnership to open up Bravery Brewing, you know, we hadn't settled on a name yet. But uh, early on, one of our original partners was Gunnery Sergeant Arlie Ermey. A full metal jacket fame. And uh, another one of our partners is also an Air Force veteran. So, and, you know, we're, we're up in kind of the uh, home of aerospace and yeah. Edwards Air Force Base is just north of us. So I pitched the idea and I was like, you know, I'm not, I'm not typically a narcissist, but like, what if we <laughs> name the business after me? And all of the guys were like, you know, we love that. And that, that fits the community and it directly connects it to, to me who at the time I was 24 years old and they're like, you're the kid that's going to be, you know, driving this thing. So yeah, let's do it. Yeah. And when you go in, there is, you walk in very military type feeling and not like orders, but just a lot of paraphernalia. Your graphics are, I was, when I was in there last Monday, I looked up and it, what I, so I'm an air force brat. My dad was a fighter pilot. And what was scary okay. was looking over where the roll up door is to the outside patio yeah. and being able to name all the planes that you had on there. And I'm thinking, <laughs> Oh my goodness, I can't believe this. But uh, yeah. Um, so it, with that, but what's interesting is not the names you name your beer aren't directly related yeah. to the military. How, how do you, how do you go about that? Um, is it whoever's brewing it gets the name in or are you, I mean, do you have multiple brewers or are you the, uh, only brewer? Um, so from, from day one until today, I've always been, you know, we've kind of struggled with that too. Cause like the term brewmaster, uh, I know the layman doesn't think that there's anything wrong with calling the highest level brewer, the brewmaster. Um, but within the industry, it's a little conceited. Uh, so I go with director of brewing operations, but um, I've always had, well, the first year it was just me doing everything, but from year two through year eight, um, we've always had like a head brewer underneath me and then a team of, uh, you know, cellarmen or assistant mm-hmm. brewers. But um, no, most of the names have come from me. Uh, we've, we've gone through about three head brewers um, over the years, uh, one of which I'm pretty proud of, uh, went to go open up his own brewery in uh, Virginia and um, another one is currently working at three weavers down at Torrance. Okay. Yeah. Um, so pretty good pedigree of people coming out, but, um, yeah, no, I, it, it kind of goes back, it harkens back to the film studies thing too. Cause a lot of the names have very like subtle film references. Um, but yeah, no, I, if, if you want to come work at bravery and you want to brew beer, as long as we keep our core lineup running steady, then I totally allow the brewers to, to run amok and come up with their own ideas. Yeah. So um, when we were up there, I think I told you we had, um, we got your red, uh-huh. uh, which was where 
my wife is a Smittix fan and uh, okay. thought it was really good. A little sweetness to it, which she enjoyed. We got the sour. Now, the sour is called Sour Girl. No, Blonde. No. What's sour Blonde. It? Sour Blonde. And all I could think of was, I wonder if that's based of uh, Stone Temple Pilots' uh, oh. <laughs> um, song. Sour, sour Girl. Yeah, yeah Sour Girl. Yeah. So I was like, yeah. Uh, which was, I love Sours. Um, it really good. What was interesting in it is reported it almost had with the effervescence to it, it almost looked like champagne as you pour, as we were pouring it into the glass. Oh, nice. It had a little, had little bubbles to it and everything. So, and then of course I, your Kolsch, that's how you say it, right? Correct. Kolsch. Kolsch. Yeah. Kolsch. And that, one, that one's called Kirby. Kirby. Yeah. With the, uh, umlauts over the, over the, yes. uh, over yes. everything. And that was, uh, we got a growler that that's actually, if you can see over my right shoulder, there's the, growler. Oh, yeah. we, we have triple washed it and it will be coming back up Monday for a <laughs> refill of something. But anyways, those are all, all fantastic beers. And I, I like, because you, you have IPAs on, on your uh, list. You have mm-hmm. the coals, you have things. So for someone like me who doesn't like drinking the same beer after one, after another, I can go through and, 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 drink, and drink those things. So, so right now amidst um, people are listening to it. So if you're listening in the future, this is done in 2020 amidst the COVID virus. And right now we're at the stay at uh, safe at home mandate. How have things changed for you guys at Bravery Brewing? Um, uh, when I was in there, I had to stand in line, which was a good sign, you know, so are you, are you seeing some uh, support from the community? Yeah, it's it's been overwhelming the support we've gotten and the love that we're getting. Um, so that's really you know that's really a blessing that really touches all of us to see that every day. Especially, it's so easy to slip into pessimism and negativity uh, during these times. Um, so to have those little pick me up moments several times every day is really nice. But um, no, it's 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 hard and it's scary because. I mean, you've seen the tasting room. Uh, there's about 3,000 square feet of public space mm-hmm. uh, that we rely on for you know draft sales, and that is gone. And it's been great being able to sell the to-go beer. I, I feel very, very fortunate. I know there's a lot of businesses that are just completely closed. Um, I'm good friends with some of the barbers out here that own their own barber shops, mm-hmm. and they're just totally closed. And it's like, what are they supposed to do? At yeah. least I have some kind of uh, life raft. Um, but it's been a big pivot. Um, we are doing the home delivery option now too. And, you know, never in our eight years of business have we so scrappily, uh, put something together so quickly. Like we're usually more methodical with our business decisions, but during this COVID-19 crisis, it's like, no, you got to come up with stuff on the fly now and you have to pivot or die basically. Yeah. Um, it, it is. You, you really do have to um, see, I, I have friends who own restaurants and I said, I pray for them, you know, for most of you that are in the hospitality business for you guys to stay open because I, I told them, I said, once this thing is done, I think you guys are going to, it's going to be like a tsunami of people flooding back to these places. Yeah. So we can, I mean, yes, they talk about technology. I think what COVID's done has shown us that yeah, technology is not going to do everything we thought it would do. And places like yours, and I hope, I know you guys will stay open, are going to be flooded with people. You know, yeah. going, I want the beer. I want to be able to sit and talk with people because you guys, it's more than just drinking beer. I know you guys have games there. I've seen people bring stuff in mm-hmm. and it's a, it's more a community center. 
um, for people to come in. So uh, uh, I I hope you guys get to see that por- portion of it at the end and everything. So me too, me too. Um, so I do have to tell people out there when I was there, I got excited and I want to know when's your new sour going to be released? The one in the wine barrels that you have back there. Yeah. So that's been kind of a bummer because a lot of the plans that we had for uh, kind of like spring through summer uh, seasons was to do a lot of small batch, mostly draft kind of offerings. And uh, that's, I, I can't pour, you know, draft beer right now. And so my options are like, okay, do we try to come up with label design and, and bottle this? Um, but then, you know, our whole thing too is education. Yeah. And so I love when someone comes in and, oh, I don't like dark beer. And my tasting room staff knows how to guide them through a tasting. And nine out of 10 times, they walk away liking dark beer. And you can't do that when you just hand someone a bottle of beer and yeah. send them on their way. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm hoping that the mandate's lifted sooner than later yeah. so we can get that beer out of the barrels, get it into kegs and start doing Easter flights. Um, so hopefully, hopefully June or July, we can get that going. Good. That's good. That's good to know. Now I know I can put that on my calendar, June or July to look at, um, you yes, know, yes. St- stopping by. <laughs> uh, so, um, name of the show is what are you drinking? So right now, uh, what do you, I mean, not right now, but what, what are you drinking? What's, what's something that you've been enjoying lately? Um, uh, this past weekend. It's been kind of weird. Uh, so I'm, I just rented uh, my house out. I'm in the process of moving and I had a really big wine cabinet that holds about 600 bottles of beer and it's totally full. So I had to go through the very cumbersome task of emptying it, moving the cabinet and then refilling it. Um, but that's been kind of cool because a lot of those bottles are going back to the beginning of my beer career. And, uh, um, you know, some like black Tuesdays, for instance, from the brewery and some other sours and stuff. And so, um, as I'm cataloging everything and putting it back into the cellar, uh, I'll occasionally set something off to the side that, you know, is maybe approaching its peak or maybe already did pass its peak. Um, cause you know, some of these are 10 years old, but, um, that's kind of what I've been doing right now. It's kind of been like nostalgia cellar drinking. So, so uh, I didn't even think about this. So you can lay down bottles for, uh, for some time. You can, um, sour beer probably has the longest, uh, cellar life. Um, I mean, I've had some Belgian sours that are close to 20 years old and they they still taste phenomenal. Um, but then if you're talking about non sour beers, uh, big stuff is barrel aged, you know, over, 12, 13% that can lay down for maybe six, seven years and oh, wow. continue to develop like wine. Well, do they, do you see a change in, um, uh, flavor, uh, structure during that Abs- time? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, with some beers you'll get like sherry notes or you'll get, um, it'll soften beers. So if you had like a Imperial stout that had really kind of like sharp, bitter, dark chocolate notes, that'll smooth out into like, you know, cocoa powder and stuff like that. Um, so it's, it's also cool to do side by sides like, Oh, here's, here's that beer fresh. Here's that beer two years old. And here's that beer four years old and see how it's evolved. 
Okay. See, now you've just, you've blown my mind. So my, my background's a lot of wine. I, I mean, oh, yeah. that's where a lot of my experience is. I've drank a lot of beer in my life and I enjoy that, but yeah. uh, boy, you've really got me to start thinking like, now I want to come up and get an Imperial stout. You, you have a Imperial in bottle, correct? Yeah. Uh, every year we release a beer called the shroud, which is yep. our Imperial stout. And um, we've gotten kind of carried away. We, every year put it into more and more different types of barrels. Mm -hmm. So right now we have seven different varietals of that beer um, from bourbon and brandy all the way to like rye, whiskey, tequila, and rum. Mm. Um, yeah. The rum one is actually, I think my favorite variant for this year. So uh, that has, that has gold wax on the bottle. So next time you're by, you should definitely check that out. I might have to, because now I'm interested in getting that and laying that down and just yeah. uh, checking it out. What, what do you think? A couple of years on that? Maybe. Yeah. With that one's not too beefy. Uh, that one's like 12, 13%. Okay. But uh, yeah, I would say four to four to five years. Oh, good. Definitely hold up. Oh, now, now I'm all excited. Now I, <laughs> now I get to go to my wife and go, you know what? I need a new wine cabinet yep. for beer. Necessary. <laughs> And then she'll just look at me and then she'll want to drive up and yell, where's Brian Avery? Cause I need to talk to this guy now. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's really good. That's, uh, and hopefully, um, I, I didn't know that. Um, hopefully that's something people will, uh, take into consideration when they're buying. So it's not only for drinking now, but maybe something that lay down for a special, uh, a special moment, you know, Absolutely. Like so, well, Brian, I just want to thank you first of all, for taking time being on our inaugural show on what are you drinking and everything. Um, for those out there, we're building a website and we'll put uh, bravery brewings, uh, um, website. So you can get a hold of them, um, on my Instagram order to put a, a Instagram link to bravery brewing. So you can follow them. Um, you just let the audience know you do a Tuesday beer tasting type um show right yeah we're kind of fleshing it out uh tuesdays and thursdays every week at 6 p.m both on our facebook and our instagram we're going live and it's about 15 to 20 minutes and i i highlight a uh, local restaurant and i do a quick beer and food pairing and then i kind of just catch everyone up on what's going on at bravery and what's in the pipeline um so yeah it's, it's been a lot of fun and i'm kind of evolving it as it's going on today it's going to be my third one so uh still pretty new at this but um yeah it's it's been cool to connect with everyone so so what i i was going to just joke about i love the um graphics you use to tell people where things are now I'm, he uses a piece of paper to flip it up there now i'm more disappointed knowing that you're actually a film um <laughs> <laughs> that's your degree, but I understand, yeah. you know, Instagram is totally different than film, but uh, I would suggest to people, if you are going to watch it, eat prior because I didn't. And I watched it last week as he was showing these great tacos, right? They were talking. Yeah. 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 Well, they look scrumptious. I leaned over to my wife. I'm like, oh, we need to have tacos tonight, you know? <laughs> so. But anyways, um, we'll put all that up uh, on our webpage and our social media. But again, Hey, Brian, thank you. Um, next time I'm up, I'll, I'll just say, high from at least six feet and hopefully sooner uh, than later uh, we'll be able to sit down and chat more. So yeah, pleasure. Thank you so much. Thanks James. Mm -hmm. That was our discussion with Brian Avery from bravery. Kind of a great guy. Love the name. Thought it was funny how he was like, I don't want to be a narcissist, 
but what if we just name it after me? <laughs> I, I, I get that. Luckily, it wasn't him that came up with the name. It was people on the film crew, which True. I thought was interesting. It goes from working in film to now he's uh, making beer, and I thought that was that was great. Doesn't uh, seem like too big of a jump, though. No, not at all. And just had the crea- creativity to name his beers and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So um, I thought that was pretty awesome. Did you notice anything about the beer names? <laughs> like that we were pronouncing it wrong? Full disclosure, neither my dad nor I took German ever. I'm sorry, Mom. My mom's 100% German, and I heard German spoke, and I still don't know how to pronounce an umlock. Because uh, it's Kirby. Kirby. Right? Yeah, we were saying Colby. Kirby. I think, yeah, I think so. Maybe. Brian, if we're, if we're wrong, just let us know. But all <laughs> Defer we know to is, Brian's pronunciation. Exactly. Brian, yeah, just let us know. So, But anyways, besides us mispronouncing names, Jess, what else stood to you, stood out to you in uh, this interview? I really liked how he likes to develop not just young people, but anyone wanting to go into brewing and such and kind of just developing them professionally and it's not just about the beer for him which i feel like is something big for both you and i yeah it's more community based which you know you and i talk a lot about all the time i also i like that i think one of them or the one they was talking about is in virginia which i'm excited about because our son your brother and his wife will possibly be moving to hopefully the dc area and i'm thinking we might have to take, quote, a business trip to the brewery while we're out there. What do you think? If we must. If we must, yes. But we have to name it business trip oh, we so will. mom doesn't know. Exactly. <laughs> we're going. It's for research. It's for research, honey. We're Zach sorry. can get behind that. that. He could. You know, he's a good, uh, He well, he'll be Dr. NASA pack by that time. True. But anyways, um, I found what I found interesting is that you can lay down beer. You know, being in the wine business, understanding you can lay down wine and bourbon it makes sense i never thought of it but that you can lay down an imperial style for five or ten years gift idea oh definitely yeah it gets to the point though can i can i hold back from not drinking that beer you'd have to put it on the bottom shelf the bottom shelf yeah for those out there we have a ranking system in our wine uh, fridge wine fridge (laughs) the system is that um the lower you go the more um, special it is. Uh, I don't want to say expensive because we have some expensive ones in the third row, but um, the reason is, why don't why do we put everything down in the bottom row? It's a little more difficult to get to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is, you know, at my age, you know, if I'm going down there, it better be for something good. But it was a great discussion. I thought um, um, learning more about beer, it's something that um, I'm learning more. I've drank it my whole life, but just learning more about it. And I'm glad Brian decided to um, come on and be our inaugural um, interview on what are you drinking? And uh, especially as a Cesaron to give us some um, back story as to um, how he came about it and moved from, um, moved from being a home brewer to actually starting a brewery. So hopefully you enjoyed it. We're gonna have many more like that. Um, our next one, for those of you out there, um, I think we talked about this in the podcast. We're in the midst of a, pandemic right now mm-hmm. so we are going to be interviewing a retailer so for you out there not only are we talking to wineries distilleries breweries but some key retailers and i really highly recommend you hearing this from what they're doing they're based in phoenix it's called genuine right genuine yeah like genuine but 
wine. wine. Yeah, so um, that's going to be our next podcast um, and what they're doing for the um, nurses, doctors, and first responders out there. So, Jess, I think uh, to end this, I think we need to do a cheers. Here's to um, here's to our, our podcast. And uh, anything to finish this up? Only one thing to do. It's to grab your drink, sit back, and join us next time on What, what Are, Are You, you drinking? drinking? See you next week. Bye.